perfect music there to lead into Von Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. We've got all sorts of stuff to talk about. Good morning, Von. And good morning, Simi. Oh, okay. That was a big sigh there. Come on, Vaughn. It's Monday. We can do this. I, uh, reading uh, the transcript, Simi, of your interview on Friday with Health Minister Adrian mm-hmm. Dix, you asked him point blank. I did. Why don't we do the same kind of testing in long-term care as they do in the NHL and they do in the movie business? You do quick testing of the staff every day. Those quick tests, they're not as reliable, but they would give you a clue as to whether or not COVID-19 has gotten into long-term care. And uh, the minister's reaction (laughs) is so much like the reaction we got from the politicians for weeks about masks. Oh, they don't have to be mandatory. Right. Until they finally agreed, yes, they do have to be mandatory. It's the same with the thing in long-term care. And it, and look, this is a lot more serious. One doesn't want to be too dramatic, Simi, but look, it's a matter of life and death. In the space of a week, we had 41 deaths in British Columbia from COVID-19. That's between November the 13th and November the 20th. BC Center for Disease Control says two-thirds of the deaths in British Columbia are associated with long-term care residents. So anything we can do to make those people, the residents, safer by doing more testing of the staff to keep the, the, the disease out of long-term care would be a good idea. And the seniors advocate... Isabel McKenzie says, absolutely, we should be doing this. Yeah, They're not as reliable. She acknowledges it. But it'll give you an idea that it's getting into long-term care. I, I find it incredible that the minister says to you, oh, we're doing a lot of testing in long-term care. Clearly, we're not doing enough. Right. I seem to remember his excuse was, uh, oh, it's 50,000 people who work, you know, in long-term care, and we just that's just too many people for us to do on a regular basis. Well, obviously, it should start in Fraser Health. Yeah, because exactly. Because that's where the cases are. And yes, some people who live in Fraser Health work in Vancouver Coastal. So again, but I mean, the message all along on this is, We're doing great in British Columbia. First wave, wow, you know, coverage right across the continent. Everything's terrific, right? We're we're just the poster child for management of this thing. The government now, Simi, is not facing how badly things are going here. And I just, I thought your interview on Friday was just uh, maybe an example to the listener of what the news media are up against on this. Because when we asked the mask question week after week, we were told, no, no, we don't need it to be mandatory, right? So true. And then they turn around and make it mandatory. And then it's difficult to get them to admit that it's a 180-degree reversal, belated, sort of two months after the wave started building, um, and now we're getting the same thing on long-term care. So, I mean, full marks to seniors advocate Isabel McKenzie for going out there. She's independent. She's raising this issue. And, again, I would say, Simi, that it's going to take public pressure 
mm-hmm. pushing on this to get them to reverse direction on um, on this rapid testing in long-term care. But look, if it's good enough for hockey players, exactly, it's good enough for the movie industry, people, again, I, you try not to be too dramatic, but people are dying in long-term care because the virus is back in our long-term care facilities. That is so true. I know. I was wondering the same thing. Um, so that's we'll have to keep an eye on that for sure. Uh, but let's talk about another story. And this one really surprised me over the weekend, Vaughn, where I was away from my computer, unusually so, for you know five or six hours. And then I go at nighttime to check the news, and I go, what? Andrew Wilkinson quit? Just yeah. like that? On, on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, well, we live in the uh, social media era, so I suppose we should uh, congratulate him on being so au courant on how uh, communication is done in our modern times. But um, the real look, uh, it, it, it had to happen. The liberals would say that. We're showing uh, for them in 30 years in an election. Uh, leader is obviously going to take the fall for that. And, and he'd already indicated he would go when the party picked a new leader. The change here, Simi, is that he's now gone. Uh, he's recognizing right. the party has to pick an interim leader. It may take the liberals a while to get going and organize for a, a permanent leadership change. So he's done it. Um, the one thing that you have to flag, look, um, the guy's down, and I suppose you shouldn't beat up on someone who's down, but seriously, he still hasn't taken one question from the news media in the four weeks since the election. Um, at some point, <laughs> I think he's going to have to <laughs> do a, a media availability. I gather from um, the liberals, they're saying, uh, you know, privately, we're, we're kind of asking them to do it, you know. Um, and you know, maybe he will one of these days, but he hasn't done it yet. What really disappointed me, I know that, uh, you know, they've been coming for Jane Thornthwaite came forward, uh, you know, to talk about what had been going on behind the scenes. W- stories like that that really bother me, Vaughn, is that we don't find out until they lose about all the problems behind the scenes, right? Whereas, oh, you thought this person was, you know, sexist and there were all these issues, but you, you were still got, you know, hoping that they would end up being premier of the province one day. Yeah. That's true. Uh, We hear now that there was a lot of pressure within the Liberal Party to renew the party, to recognize that the government had done, the New Democrats had done a very good job of diversifying their caucus. It was on display on the floor of the legislature. And there were a lot of liberals who thought they needed to do the same thing to, to be more in touch with the modern world. And they got nowhere, really. You know, the liberals probably, I would say, looking at the list, uh, had they acted sooner, had they done better, had they been more more thorough, um, I don't think they would have won the election, but they might have done better than they did. And uh, so, yeah, but you're right, we're hearing about it now. Um, it, it can be charged to Andrew Wilkinson's account, along with everything else. He has taken the fall for the defeat, as a leader should. But it it emphasizes for all of us really what a rebuilding challenge there is ahead for the liberals. You know, Jazz Joe Hall, uh, who lost his seat, said the voters put us on notice about this problem when they stripped us of our legislative majority in 2017. And really, uh, the liberals wasted the next three and a half years not dealing with it nearly as well as they should have. Yeah, that is so, so true. So if there's going to be an interim leader of the BC Liberals then announced, I'm assuming, what, today? 
Uh, yeah, well, the caucus has to vote on it, uh, the, the people that were reelected. So they, first of all, have to take their oaths of office themselves. And we haven't heard from the liberals exactly when this new caucus is going to be sworn in. But when they're sworn in, then I guess they then pick a new leader. I suppose the outgoing caucus could do it, too. Uh, the name you're hearing again and again is Shirley Bond. Uh, she's been a member of the legislature for 20 years. She's well-liked mm-hmm. by liberals. Uh, obviously, you don't want to pick somebody who might be a candidate for the permanent job because that would give them an unfair advantage. So picking a veteran who's well-liked makes sense. Uh, she's one of the names we keep hearing. Uh, a couple of the younger members of the caucus uh have been talked about, but I think, you know, there's several people in that caucus that might want to run for leader in a year or two, so I think Bond would make sense. Uh, Mike DeYoung is another name we've heard. I wouldn't be surprised Mm. to see the Liberals pick him as the House leader. Uh, He knows the legislature, knows the rules well, and, you know, they're going to have to manage as an opposition for some time before they get on to the formal leadership race. Uh, Liberals happy, by the way, Simi, that so far... Uh, Wilkinson has said he'll keep his seat. Uh, They don't want him uh, giving up his seat and forcing a by-election because, look, if somebody from outside the party is interested in the leadership, somebody who doesn't have a seat in the House right now, well, they'd like to keep that seat in reserve for that person to run in a by-election somewhere down the road. All right. Lots going on. Thanks, Juan. Bye-bye, Simi. Von Palmer from the Vancouver Sun talking about all things BC politics this morning and uh, once again talking about the amount of testing in you know long-term care homes as an ongoing issue it will be once again I'm sure that Adrian Dix and Dr. Bonnie Henry will be asked about that this afternoon when the numbers are released for a three-day three period.